Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I am Ivana, your host, life coach, and motivational blogger. I'm here to help you create your own version of a dream life. Each week, you'll hear mindset shifts and action steps that you can implement into your daily life to start living a life you're excited about. Are you ready to go all in on your dreams? Then let's get started. Hi everyone, today's episode is an interview with Sarah Arnold Hall who is joining us all the way from New Zealand. Sarah is a high-performance coach, she helps people achieve their biggest, most impossible goals, take action on them and actually follow through. So in today's episode we're talking about what is it that drives us to take action We're going to talk about some popular action-taking tips that you can see online but that aren't necessarily true. Sarah is going to talk about her experience and her insights on sharing your goals with people who aren't supportive. We're going to talk about self-identity and how self-identity impacts the actions we take or don't take. And she's also going to share with us how to create identity of a disciplined person. We're also going to talk about what is a future self-walk, which is a concept that I absolutely love. It is all about embodying the version of yourself who has achieved the goals that you want to achieve. Sarah is going to talk about her morning routine and what's the most important part of your morning routine. So if you want to learn how to take action, how to create identity of a disciplined person and how to create a more empowering mindset that is going to help you take action on your goals, then this is the episode for you. I hope you'll enjoy it and let's dive in. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Laivana podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So to start, you can introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm Sarah. I'm a high performance coach and I help people achieve their biggest, most impossible goals and actually take action on them and follow through because it's one thing to say you've got a big goal and it's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. So what made you decide to focus your business on that specifically, on helping people to take action? After I completed my 730-day blogging journey, so I blogged every day for two years, people were asking me, like, how did you get yourself to do that? Because a lot of people set goals and habits, and then after January, like the second, it stops, right? And that used to be me. And I used to struggle so much with procrastination and not doing things until I really shifted all of my actions and my identity around it too. And so once people started asking me about that, I kind of realized like, this is really what matters. It's not really just having the knowledge of what to do. Most people actually do know what they need to do, but they're not doing it. So that's why that became my specialty. So what would you say, what drives us to take action? Because a lot of people talk about motivation and discipline as the main things that drive us to take action. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, our feelings are what drive our actions. So motivation can be a feeling, but so can fear. Fear sometimes drives our actions. Discipline, I would say, is really an action that comes from whether or not you're feeling motivated. So I would think of discipline less as something that drives you and something that happens because instead it's something that happens because you have drive. Um, And so, but lots of things can drive you, right? Like any emotion, you got to pick the one and find the one for you that really works. Some people fear is a great motivator for them and other people find that it's much better if they're coming from a space of calm or joy or excitement. Usually people are stuck in overwhelm. That's, I'd say like a really common emotion to be stuck in or self-doubt. And so you want to be able to find something else that motivates you instead, like a different emotion. And then 
of course, there's a whole series of things we can do to create and generate those emotions. So what would you say, what are some main differences between who you are now? So version of yourself who always does what she says she's going to do versus you before you learned how to take action? Yeah, I'd say the main difference is my thoughts. Because Before I was thinking like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this. I never want to do it. And to be honest, I still have those thoughts. Those thoughts still come up. It's just that I don't let them stay for long. They still pop up every day. Like, oh, I don't feel like this morning. I was like, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Of course. Like that's the first thought, but I don't keep that thought. One of my friends, her therapist told her, you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second thought. And I love that saying because it, it's really important that we don't like beat ourselves up for having thoughts like I don't feel like it or this is too much or I don't have enough time or any of those thoughts and we think we're being negative but that's really just like the first thought that pops up and then it's like do you want to change that thought to something else so the biggest difference between my self-disciplined self now and the version of me before who just could barely get myself to do anything is how I change my thoughts so once a thought pops up like I don't want to do it I'm able to change it to this is going to be fun or I can handle it. Yeah. So intentionally choosing your thoughts that are going to help you then take action. Yes. So in your content, you talk a lot about setting impossible goals and taking action on them. But what about smaller things in your daily life? So do you sometimes struggle with, for example, snoozing your alarm in the morning or getting up and cooking something when you're just not in the mood? Is there any difference in how you show up for your impossible goals, your big goals, versus when you take action on things that are not related to those bigger goals in your daily life. You know, it's funny because sometimes I feel like those are the most impossible goals. Like we can feel like it's easy to, I don't know, create a website or do something that feels like this huge thing. Maybe not, uh, maybe like um, talk to a stranger on the street about what you've got to offer them. That might be like, seem scary, but like the actual thing that's stopping you is, are you snoozing your alarm? So Oftentimes it comes down to those smaller things. I think they are, they make up the impossible goal. So I think it's just as challenging, honestly, to get yourself to do the day-to-day things. And most people are really overwhelmed. I was in the past with all of the things that we have to do in our day, like just getting cooking done, like you say, or laundry or waking up on time. All of these things get in the way of us taking action on the big things. So I really don't see that there's a difference. I think that they're one in the same. What are some popular action-taking tips that you see online that you stopped following once you developed your own approach when it comes to setting goals and taking action? There's this huge narrative online that consistency is everything. And I think it's funny because I blogged every day for two years. I can tell you (laughs) that actually consistency isn't everything. While consistency is great for building discipline, It doesn't necessarily get you the result. After blogging for two years, it wasn't like I suddenly had all this success. I didn't put that blog anywhere, right? What would have been better is had I blogged every day for 30 days and published it on Facebook every day, for example. Instead, I hit it on my website, which now people can see and it is beneficial now. But at the time, I think consistency is one of the keys. It's one of the things that helps, but it's not the only thing. And a lot of times people want to say like, oh, consistency. I had someone give me the advice the other day. She said, I was asking her about she, how she grew her podcast. And she said, oh, consistency. And I said, you've got 16 episodes. I've got 44 episodes. Like, and her podcast was bigger than mine, right? I'm like, it can't just be consistency, right? Unless you're talking about consistently pitching 
your podcast somewhere, but I don't think she was. I think a lot of times people use consistency as kind of like a a catch all for everything. And really there's a lot more to it than just being consistent. And if you're not consistent, don't beat yourself up about it. Come back to the thing as much as you can, because that's more important than doing it perfectly all the time. Yeah. And I love your post on Instagram, what consistency looks like. And it's not like giving hundred percent every single day and hundred percent for each day can look differently based on just what's going on in your life. So it's important to gain awareness around that rather than just force yourself to do everything at hundred percent every single day. Sometimes it's just five percent that is still enough. Yeah. That's how you create burnout. If you try to do, because I think we confuse consistency and perfection as well. You think that when we say we're going to do something every day, it has to be perfect every day instead of sometimes like if you decide you want to journal every day, you could journal one word every day and make sure that you at least get one word down, which is like, oh no, it's like 1130 at night. You don't feel like doing it. You forgot to do it all day, but you can get your pen out and you can write one word. And that keeps you going instead of, oh, I have to write three pages. And then you don't do it for 10 days because it's too much. I know that you share your impossible goals publicly. So you talked about your money goals and stuff like that. So do you have any past experiences when you shared your goals with people and they weren't supportive? And what would you say to someone who has a goal they're excited about, but people in their life question their potential or ability to achieve it? Oh, totally. All of the goals that I said, especially in the beginning, people were like, uh, what are you doing? So when I decided I was going to become a coach, people were like, what's a coach? That sounds like not a real job. Like you should probably get a real job. And it wasn't helped by the fact that it took me a while to figure out the marketing two years, actually, initially. So I've been doing this for five years now, but the first two years were like, I was struggling. So people were like, hello, it's not working. And you're struggling so hard. Like, why are you doing this? And once it actually started working, people really believed in me. I would say the main thing is to remember that the people in your life are not, um, they're not not believing in you because they don't think that you're amazing. They're just afraid for you. They're scared. Cause if they think about being in your position, they would be afraid, whatever it is that you're doing They're, They would be scared for themselves. And so you have to remember that it's really coming from a place of their own fear and love for you and not from a place of hate. Usually most of the time when it's our friends and family. And when it's like a stranger, just giving you hate, like I had this one woman come up to me at a wedding. I didn't know her at all. And she was like, you're too young to be a life coach, sweetie. You don't know what you're doing. And it's like some people are just going to think that. And I was just like, mm-hmm, okay, watch me. <laughs> like, I'm going to go prove you wrong. I love that. And yeah, it's social. It's often a reflection of what they think is possible and coming from their own fear. Exactly. So how do you think that self-identity impacts the actions that we take or don't take? For instance, if someone doesn't see themselves as consistent or disciplined, how does that affect the actions they're going to take? And do we first need to see ourselves as disciplined to then act that way? Or is it the other way around? What are your thoughts? I think identity is so important. I think it's probably a combination of the two. You start to see yourself as a disciplined person. You decide, okay, I'm going to be disciplined today. And then you write one blog post and then you write another blog post and another blog post. And then you're like, look, I'm, I'm disciplined. Look at me. That like your actions kind of prove to yourself that you are a disciplined person. And then that feeds the identity. So you first have to decide that that's what you, who you are, but then you have to give yourself proof because you can't walk around being like, I'm consistent and then not do anything about it. You have to show yourself and create the evidence that you are a consistent person or a disciplined person. 
and then you're going to start to believe it. So it's definitely a combination of both. And I saw that you recently shared on your Instagram about the future self walk. So can you talk about that? What is it? What does it look like? And what's your intention behind it? Yeah, I've been doing these for such a long time. So a future self walk is really it's me going outside because a lot of time I'm inside and I'm just working on my computer. And then I go outside and I often either listen to a podcast or I'll listen to a playlist of like songs that really hype me up. And I will walk around my neighborhood and I will just stand like I would if I already achieved my goal. And I think about all the things that I'm going to be so proud that I could say. And once I've hit it, and I just really try to embody being the person who's already hit that goal. And usually I have my phone with me. And as I, as I walk and as I think about it, I start to have thoughts like I would if I was already at my goals and I start to write them down. So I'm like, oh, I can totally do this. I've got this. I'm the kind of person who will always show up for her goals. And I start to like program my mind with all of the thoughts. But the reason it's not just sitting at home doing it is because I think that something happens when you move your body. So I also do this with dancing. But if you can move your body and like stand and walk like the person, I don't know if you've ever like had a song in your uh, headphones and like imagined you were in a music video or something like that. This is the same thing, but you're imagining that you are in your future self who's achieved your goal and like walking down the street, like really feeling it in your body. And that's where you're going to come up with all of these really helpful thoughts that you're going to be able to bring back into your day. Yeah. And I'm sure that it impacts your confidence for the rest of the day, that motivation boost that you get. Totally. Yeah. And uh, I know you have a very focused and effective approach to morning routines. So what does your morning routine look like? And what are your favorite morning thoughts? Yes. So my whole idea about morning routines is that they should set you up to think good quality thoughts throughout the day. So you don't have to do all of the things I used to try to do. Like I used to have the craziest morning routines with like all the journaling and the yoga and the workouts and squeezing lemon juice and having a smoothie and just all of these things. But then if I failed at that, if one of those things didn't happen, I already felt like I'd failed first thing in the morning. And so I stopped doing that. And I realized all that matters is that I have to wake up and I have to think helpful thoughts. So some of my favorite helpful thoughts to think are, I know exactly what to do. I can handle it. Today is going to be so fun. This is going to be amazing. And I just really start to tell myself all the reasons why it's going to be great. And I don't just say like, oh, I've got this. I'm like, I've got this because I prepared for this. I'm ready. I like, for example, if it was for this morning, I could be like, I'm so excited for this podcast today because I'm we've chatted before and you've sent me some amazing questions to answer and it's going to be so fun. And like, I would like specifically look for reasons why it's going to be good and not just be like, this will be good. Yeah, I find that also helps when you gather evidence for why it's going to be good rather than just having those vague affirmations like today is going to be great and stuff like that because those just fade away easily. Exactly. Your brain doesn't believe it because it's been looking for evidence the whole time for why it's not going to be a great day. It's spent most of its life looking for reasons because it's programmed to do that. Our brains are trying to keep us safe. And so they're always looking for the danger and why everything's going to go wrong all the time. And so you have to combat that and counteract it by finding evidence for why it is going to be amazing. And then do you just follow with your calendar or do you prepare the same day or maybe the night before the test? So do I prepare my calendar that day? 
Yeah, your like to-do list. Yeah, so I write once a week, I write out everything that I need to do. And sometimes it happens on Monday, sometimes it happens on Thursday. It's just like whenever my brain is feels full of things that need to be done, I write them all out on a piece of paper and then I put them all into my calendar and I throw away the piece of paper. So nothing, I'm not like looking at this huge thing that needs to be done. I only have to do the things that matter at the time. So I really time block it for specific times. But I also do it in a really nice way. I have this thing called best friend calendaring that I teach my clients, which is basically this concept that you want to actually schedule your calendar like you had to make your best friend do it. Because we're often really harsh on ourselves and we're like, I'm going to put 10 things like all in a row with no breaks because we're like, I've got to get it done. But then we make ourselves miserable and then we don't do it because it's too much. So you want to schedule it in a way that you would actually be excited to be like, and then guess what you get to do? And then you get to do this and it's going to be so fun. And like you had to present it to someone else that you love to do. So that's how I do it. And I do it. um, I've always prepared it like at least the night before. I know exactly what's going on. But usually I have it weeks in advance that I know what's going on for the day. So then you get up, you think those intentional, encouraging thoughts that are going to help you do the things, and then you just do it. Yes. And uh, now I have some quick, fun questions I usually ask my guests at the end of the interview. So first is, what's your zodiac sign? I am Cancer. What's your favorite podcast? (laughs) Can I say my own? (laughs) (laughs) Yours and mine, of course. (laughs) Mine is How to Take Action. And I also love the Life Coach School podcast as well. And I love on your podcast how your episodes are so short and to the point focused. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I also listened to your interview that you uploaded yesterday with one of your clients. And I expected that it was going to be a 40 minute or an hour long interview, but it was just 20 minutes and it was so valuable. So that's one thing that I really love about your podcast is that even when you do an interview, it's simple, it's focused and really valuable. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? We had spoken for a lot longer and I had to edit it really tightly down. I like took this chunk out and took that chunk out. And I really wanted to make it the most valuable because I think that's the thing about content creation. And you've done a great job of it today is really actually being able to provide a result ahead of time to your people. Cause you don't want to just be like, um, here's like value. And I say that in like quote marks, air quotes, because a lot of times value is already out in the world. Like we're just saying the same things over and over. And so you really want to be able to, well, I, my philosophy is we really want to try to be able to give something that's truly actionable and take away. So you've done a great job of that today with this interview too. Thank you. So next one is, what book would you recommend everyone to read? There's a book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And it is, oh, I thought I had it next to me, but I don't. It is all about becoming someone who has less to do, but they do it better. So you don't do all the things and try to get everything done. You just try and do the things that truly matter. And that's how you make the most progress forward. Mm, I love that concept. It's maybe, is it similar to your simple plan that you were talking about? Totally. Yeah. yeah focusing, very um, inspired by him. Yeah. And focusing on what actually matters rather than trying to do everything. Always. And uh, the next question, if you want a free trip somewhere, all expenses paid, where would you go? Ah, such a good question. Maybe Hawaii or the Bahamas. I really love relaxing on the beach in somewhere really beautiful that just takes your breath away. So yeah, maybe one of those two, like an island somewhere is where I'm craving like an island holiday. And uh, do you have any business plans or announcements that you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure. I am doing a group 
it's a group coaching program called Action Academy. And it is all about how to get yourself to actually do the things you say you're going to do and become someone who always shows up. Because once you know how to do that, nothing can stop you from your goal. You just make a simple plan and then you execute it. But if you can't get yourself to actually execute, then that's always going to be the struggle. So that's what the group program is about. Yeah. And I uh, remember you mentioned that program when you got coached at that event that you were on. So how long did it take you from that idea to have a group coaching program to actually creating a group coaching program? Yeah, it took me, I mean, I was selling spots for it like a week later, but to be fair, I had done a lot of thinking about what I wanted it to look like for the last year. And it was like, that was the moment. Like I just, she was like, let's do it. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to go to create a group yet as I wanted to fill my one-on-one the way I was doing it is I wanted to completely fill my one-on-one. And then once I had too many clients to take on -on one-on-one, I would go to a group. And that was right around that time. And so essentially as soon as I decided, I just started doing it and selling it. And I think that's really important is once you make a decision, to execute the decision as fast as possible because you can always change your decision. You can always go back on it no matter what it is. There are very few decisions in this world that you can't like undo. Like even getting married, you can get divorced. Even having a kid, like you can give it away. (laughs) There's There are ways of getting out of things if you really truly think you've made an awful mistake, right? So I think once you've made a decision, you want to execute it as fast as possible. And that was kind of my goal with that. Yeah, that's so true what you said, rather than just sitting on that decision for months and then just eventually maybe even giving up on it. So where can our listeners find you online? You can find me anywhere under my name, Sarah Arnold Hall. And that's my website as well, saraharnoldhall.com. Awesome. I will leave those links below. And thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. It was great having you on. Thank you so much for having me. You just finished listening to an episode on the Laivana podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it over on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like even more tips and action steps to start creating the life of your dreams, head over to my blog, laivana.com and binge on all the motivational content. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.